Welcome back to the Aeon Pensions Podcast. Today we are rejoined by Karina and Adam as they discuss low versus high income based on the results of the DC research, Living the Dream. We look at what they found interesting, the patterns developing with mid-career phase and mid-high earners, how pot size can affect attitude and trends in income levels. We also look at expectations between low and high earners when it comes to retirement. And now, time for the interview. Welcome back, Adam and Karina. Nice to see you both again. Thank you. So if you can remind our listeners um, what you both do, Karina. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Karina Klimaszewski. I'm a senior consultant working in our retirement practice, uh, and I work on a range of DB and DC clients. But the reason I'm back here today is because I've got a keen interest in financial well-being. Hello again. I'm Adam Hayes. I'm a DC investment consultant. And since you last heard my voice, things haven't changed. I'm still responsible for ensuring that clients' investment strategies continue to evolve to the ever-changing DC environment. So we're talking today about low versus high income. So can we get some context around that? Yeah, absolutely. So Google tells me that the median annual income in the UK is around 28k for full-time employees. Now, this may or may not surprise you that Jose Mourinho was on a reported 15 mil when he was at Manchester United and was apparently unhappy, while a new nurse will start on 22k as a graduate. So what constitutes high and low salaries is, of course, incredibly subjective. So for the purposes of this podcast, we've made some generalizations. And these are that low earners are those typically earning less than 25k, High earners are those earning over 55K and the median earners are those guys somewhere in between those amounts. So for the next five or 10 minutes, we're going to delve into the responses from our survey and differentiate these by low, medium and high earners. So let's start with the statistics you found most interesting. For me, the statistics I found most interesting was that high earners are the most likely to have a payday loan. When I first heard that, I was pretty surprised. That sounds interesting. Yeah, but then when thinking about it, just because someone has high earnings doesn't mean that they don't need help budgeting. Uh, In fact, they might have higher outgoings, so they might actually need a little bit more help. Another interesting statistic was that a similar proportion of people across all earnings categories were concerned about not having enough money to retire when they wanted to. But 21% of high earners weren't planning on starting to save for retirement for 10 years or more. Um, and that was in comparison to 7% for low earners and middle income earners. To me, that suggests there's quite a disconnect between what people are saying and what people are actually doing. Yeah, I mean, you would have thought or assumed that um, if you were a high earner, you would be less concerned about uh, retirement, but that seems not to be the case. Well, I, th- I think there's, there's likely a number of factors at play here. For example, High earners are likely to be accustomed to a more lavish lifestyle. So Jose Mourinho. Living in a hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they obviously have a much, much higher target for when they reach retirement. On the flip side, the low income group tend to overestimate how much they'll need in retirement, where perhaps low earners should be more confident because they have the security of state pension. Um, and I think while we're on that point, state pension is a particularly interesting one and one definitely worth mentioning when we're considering low low versus high. Um, and if we rewind slightly to one of the earlier podcasts and the one in by myself and Sophie Moore spoke about targets, we noted that 
the lowest salary bracket individuals are those which require the highest replacement ratio at peak time. Mm -hmm. And this is not surprising, but actually when you build in state pension of 8.5k per annum, which makes up a large portion of their retirement income, on a relative basis, the requirement from the private pension is relatively small. And in terms of giving you some evidence to support what I've just said, our 2016 survey, so going back a couple of years now, we found that seven in 10 low earners tend to overestimate how much they might need. Um, the risk of this is that they set themselves targets which are too high and that they believe are unobtainable. So as a result, they risk not trying when actually a realistic goal could be genuinely achievable. But I guess it's important not to uh, ignore high earners as well. Mm. So those people that are really high earners, their problems are quite different. Uh, so looking at another statistic from our service, you were giving some, so I'll throw in another one. Four in 10 high earners risk underestimating what they need to maintain their standard of living in retirement. So for those guys, they're focusing a lot less on the state pension, but more on their private pension. And they've also got other things to think about, such as pensions tax implications of saving for retirement. Should, should we be focusing pensions engagement on specific groups, such as mid-career phase or mid-high earners? Well, I think, as is normally the case with this, is it depends on what your specific group of employees is like and their characteristics. Um, so different people do need different sorts of support. I guess to put that into a bit of context, looking at a couple of examples. So Adam's been talking about low earners quite a lot. Um, and they've got less reliance on their private pension in retirement. So maybe those low earners, they could benefit from different types of support. So in our survey, we found that almost half of low earners um, had outstanding credit card debt at the end of each month. So maybe for this group of people, they could benefit from different type of support as well as support from pensions because actually private pension is going to be quite a small proportion of what they get in retirement. So something like debt management support might be good for those guys. Mm -hmm. And I guess for high, mid to high earners as well, um, you need to get them to think about pensions and engage as they'll be relying on more on their private pension. So it's important to also communicate with those guys as well and maybe focus on other things such as what I mentioned before. So pensions tax, which is quite important for those guys. Yeah, re regardless of income level, evidence does suggest that more than one in two struggles to understand financial matters mm -hmm. and could definitely benefit from support or education through workshops maybe or seminars. And our experience at Aon is that these are tools which members find very powerful. The, the key risk is that members don't take an interest in pension savings until it's too late to make a real difference. And there's a point that, that I, I bang the drum about. It's that an additional 1% contribution over a working lifetime compounded year on year can make such a material difference when it comes to retirement. That 1% may not seem like a large proportion of your salary at a point in time, but over your working life, which can be 40, 50, hopefully not 60 years, mm -hmm. can lead to a big, big difference come retirement. We know from experience that pot size affects attitude towards retirement objectives. Is there a trend in income levels? Well, surprisingly, the results were roughly consistent across the low, medium and high incomes and um, with broadly similar proportions of members targeting the various spending options across each income level. Uh, and this is surprising because typically we'd expect those with larger pots to target some form of income in retirement. 
either through income drawdown or annuity. Um, and those with the smaller pots to take theirs as, as cash. However, what the survey results showed was that each income group preferred stable income, um, which is un- unexpected as typically we assume that lower earners have a lower risk tolerance, i.e. less disposable income to compensate for the loss and would therefore prefer greater certainty in retirement. Uh, and just to throw a, a, another, another stat at you, um, a slightly worrying stat, in fact, was that 28% of the low earners did not have a view on how they would spend their private pension, and this compared to 6% of high earners. So some interesting divides there, and not not to put you into any of the categories, Stuart, but do you, um, <laughs> do, do you have plans for retirement? I think, I think I told you last time, I think I plan to keep working. <laughs> no, and, and again, you know, probably um, in that mid-level and yeah, I mean, you you just don't really always think that far ahead, I guess. Yeah. I still think I'm young. I think maybe that's the issue. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a pattern between high and low earners and when members expect to retire? Yeah, so this is quite interesting, actually. So the survey suggested that over 70% of low and middle income earners expect to still be working at age 67, compared to just over 50% of high income earners. So we've talked about this quite a lot, but for the lowest earners, and for those who the state pension is quite a large proportion of their retirement savings, they can only draw that from state pension age. And in recent years, that's been getting later and later and later. So actually, this statistic does suggest that it might hold true that those who are relying mostly on the state pension might be getting that from a later age. And if you compare compare that to people who are more towards the middle to high earner level, they might have additional sources of income outside of the state. So they might have a bigger private pension, they might have savings outside um, that they can use and potentially retire earlier and potentially before state pension age. And I guess... Perhaps linked to this, people who think about and plan for retirement might be able to retire sooner. And the results from our survey are consistent with this, in that only 4% of high earners hadn't planned for retirement, who are expecting to retire sooner, compared to 34% of lower earners and 21% of middle earners, who are expecting to be retiring later. So it does suggest that having a plan is a good idea. Do, do we think, particularly with the low earners, that there's still a, an over-reliance perhaps on the state pension that it's it, it's, it's taken care of? Uh, yeah, I think I, I know what you're saying there. But I think for low earners, potentially, we don't bear in mind that there is the state pension there that is actually going to be quite a large proportion of their retirement savings. So sometimes we might try and encourage them to save more than they might be able to afford when actually a large piece of their puzzle is going to be the state pension. But I do get what you're saying that it is coming from the state. So we are making a bit of an assumption there that that will be available when state pension age comes around. Uh, Karina, Adam, thanks for coming in and talking to us today, sharing your knowledge. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks.